Hello and welcome to the Mixed Panimals Silver Lining Podcast, where we deep dive different aspects of getting the most of your data, unpacking how to implement your data and what you do with your data once you've got it. Please join me and all of our special guests each week for unpacking something new and getting more data informed. Today, we are joined by Kirby, all the way from Singapore, who is a SA and IM for all of APAC. He helps customers with their mixed panel implementation, with their data strategy, the way they build their schema, executing on their schema, and then reorienting if there's ever anything we need to do to re-implement or refresh the data that they're looking at as businesses evolve and change. That's becoming ever more critical. I'm super excited to have Kirby today because he's just got so much fresh insight um, and has been such a rock star mix paneler. He'll be able to point you in the right direction and all on all sorts of different maps. So uh, I'm the solutions architect here in APEC, basically based in Singapore, but I'm kind of like one of the hybrid implementation managers as well. So for me, as my role in Mixpanel, uh, what I help customers with is, you know, all the way from like when they're starting their implementation with Mixpanel in terms of tracking strategy, the methodology of how to go about implementing Mixpanel. And obviously, as they sort of get onboarded, eventually we also help them with, you know, the continuous data quality uh, by making sure that they continue to get value out of Mixpanel with the data. And, you know, with that, obviously, data quality is, is the key to my role. Amen. I think it's the key. It's the key to everyone and everything we do for our customers here at Mixpanel. Would you mind, how do you define data quality or I guess like good data quality? So at the end of the day, right, when you when you talk about product analytics, data is always the key. So if you kind of like, you know, as, as the saying goes, garbage in is always garbage out. So to me, data quality is really in essence two, two parts of it. One is do you get the insights that you want out of your data, which is essentially, are you capturing the way you you should be capturing? That's one part of data quality. And the second part of data quality is essentially, do you have, end up with rubbish data inside due to like, you know, wrong implementations or people like importing certain stuff that without testing it. So it's always too prong. It's not just about, a lot of people think about data quality as, oh, I, so long as I don't have dirty data in my production, that's fine, mm-hmm. but actually it's not. The, the other view of that is essentially, are you really capturing what the business needs from a KPI and the metrics that you're tracking? So it's just kind of like too prompt to me. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's a really interesting distinction because you, it's not only like, is my data correct, right? Like, am I getting a one when I'm expecting yeah. a two? Or am I getting, you know, like someone's name when I'm expecting their email address? But am, is it like relevant because as soon as your data yeah. is irrelevant you it's equally as untrustworthy as if it was dirty because you're like this isn't i can't get what i need correct and i mean at the end of the day right if you look at your data and it's not something what you need over time it's like you bought something it's, it's not the tools problem like mixed panel is doing what it's supposed to be doing in terms of giving you the insights but because the underlying data is not what you expected so in the end you, you kind of like lose confidence in, in your own yeah. data and sometimes you lose confidence in the tool as well right so 
that's why you know as a, as a solutions architect it's really important to us that we work with customers you know, as much as our CSM works with them to, to train them to use the tool uh, the SA is very important to ensure that their data stays consistent and, and you know obviously relevant uh, as the business grows yeah exactly that's a great that's a great summation of each kind of phase more prongs to the two prong setup um yeah but that's exactly the way that's that's the customer dream that's the customer life cycle that that we hope is the most advantageous um because that's i mean that's the easiest and most straightforward way i've seen customers be successful all right um so like i guess a little bit more into what do you like when you're talking about implementation what is it like that you provide and i guess more than just what you provide what would you recommend a customer does when they're like in the throngs of implementing um just like from the jump so i would say you know during implementation it's always important to like take a step back so a lot of our customers get too excited oh, okay we have a tool here we can kind of like start taking all the insights that we want from customers and it's always very, very tempting to just jump in and just start sending data into Mixpanel and I mean there's, there's nothing wrong with that um, but obviously over time you realize that if you don't plan first in terms of what you track when it comes to implementation you kind of like end up with tons of stuff in there where you may not realize it that in the long run you may end up with you know a huge amount of events let's say that you don't really use and that's kind of like a wage right I mean obviously as much as possible, we want customers to track as much as they can. But as an SA, I always believe that track as much as you can, but make sure that they're relevant. So yeah. as a role, track as much as you are, need is kind of what I've been telling yeah, customers lately. Yeah, that's, track that's the as right much way as to you do need. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, we do want you know you get the maximum value out of Mixpanel, right? And, and we don't really charge in terms of events. We do charge for the track No, users, it's a beautiful right? thing. So, so it's, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, to, to me, it's always like, you know, the role of an SA is there. Uh, obviously, post-implementations, customers would iterate over time in terms of their implementation, right? And it's always making sure that the essay role is there to say, okay, you, you want to track certain things, you're not sure how to do it. The essay is always there to help you, give you advice, and make sure that you know the, the essay understands what you really need is from a from a KPI perspective. And that's that's where the role kind of like of an essay comes in as well, where it literally like walks you through, tell me about your use case. So typically if I walk through with a customer, right, and they let's say they want to track something, let's say a specific KPI that they want to track. Let's say as simple as a shopping cart, right? Um, you know, I would kind of like walk through with them, like, look, what's important to you, what you want to track, and how you want to track it. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, this this what I like about the role as well when it comes to implementation is that no two customers are alike. Uh, even though they may be the same vertical, let's say e-wallet or e-gaming, all of them wants different stuff to track, right? Because obviously each customer has different maturity, there are different stages in their business. So it's always important to really understand what's your use case. So I, that's I would you know advise to my customers where always take a step back, plan, talk about your metrics internally, not just within the product team, but you know all the stakeholders. Like sometimes you could involve the data team as well because they may want to track certain stuff that the maybe not so important to the product team, right? But they're relevant in a way where some of the events may be interrelated. So try not to work in silos, uh, work across yeah. your business to make sure that, 
Yeah, because otherwise you end up tracking double, and and sometimes you may end up you know losing certain stuff where the other team may be tracking but you're not, right? And vice versa. So that's one step I would say to implementation. And obviously the second step is is making sure that once you start defining the events and the properties, make sure you you kind of come up with a methodology. Um, not just simply in terms of how you name your events and properties, but like literally how you would want to define like as simple as uh, let's say a, a funnel right in, in your process. Let's say a sign up funnel, a sign up flow. What are the things that you want to define? What are the things that you want to capture? And things as simple as like what are the properties uh, that you may want to capture across different workflows, right? So one of the recommendations I always tell my customers. Always send your user ID uh, as a super property and as a user property as well, because that's is, is a very good way of troubleshooting ID management, which is one of the things that you know as an essay we kind of like help customers with. Yeah, a lot of great stuff there. Uh, circling all the way back to the very beginning of kind of what you were saying, like being like having customers who are really able to articulate their use case to you is super important. Have you ever mm -hmm. found, um, or, and I know the answer to this for myself, but have you found customers who can't clearly articulate their use case? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that often happens to me and I guess yeah. it's, it's always <laughs> an art, right? Right. When we talk to customers, uh, obviously when we start talking to them, Sometimes we, we don't know what's the right question to ask because we don't know much about their business. Even though we may know the vertical, uh, you know, sometimes it's an art as we get to know them more, as we get to know what's the data architecture like, what's the data stack like. We tend to ask more correct questions in the right directions. So I would say, you know, one, one advice to all customers out there with or without, you know, uh, solutions architect with you when you're dealing with mixed panel, do be patient with us. I mean, obviously, as we get to know you more, <laughs> we have more information about you. So, you know, as much as possible, we definitely like to learn about your business. We definitely like to learn what's important to you. And so that's that's always the key. And typically when I start any services, I will tell my customer that, and look, be patient with me. I'll get better at the questions that I'm asking you. You know, obviously I'm new to you, you're new to me, but I can guarantee you that as we work together, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get to where we are. And I do have a lot of customers that appreciate that. Like over time, yeah. like, you know, at least six months, say three to six months, I've worked with customers. They sort of, there's already a uh, uh, kind of like an idea that before they even ask the questions, ah, okay, I know what you're trying to say, right? Because you already know what they're doing over time. And that's what I guess, you know, from a mixed panel perspective, that's the value that we bring as services we make sure that we really partner with our customers, right? We're not just like a person there that they could ask questions for, but we really proactively try to understand their need. Yeah. So when a customer is able to articulate their like use case, you know, like pretty succinctly to you, what, um, like what are some themes kind of in the sphere of KPIs that you see again and again with the most successful customers? I would say in terms of the KPIs, uh, a lot of them, when I start off with onboarding, um, mm -hmm. sometimes they don't really have a framework in place and we tend to recommend the mixed panel framework 
Um, Absolutely. You know, you know, no, no, we don't yeah. tend to recommend. Yeah, we, <laughs> we hold fast <laughs> to every customer should have an organized like plan, right? For like how they're, correct, correct. they're tracking. Yeah. <laughs> don't get lofty on me, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so let me rephrase that. So we do recommend our mixed panel framework because I really seen that people have become successful out of that. Um, especially for those who don't really have a framework to start off with. Like it, it really gives them the, the aha moment that oh I didn't know that we should track those right and as simple as I like Absolutely. I always get this question yes. like what's the difference between retention and, and engagement right is it such oh a say it again itself yeah <laughs> yeah so what's the difference between engagement and retention right? it's, it's so it's so simple that if you think about the word it's so simple but when you dig deeper it's really quite complicated and it yeah. really takes a lot of time. For us to kind of explain to customers, like, look, this is totally different. Yeah, it may be related. So these are some of the aha moments that I really enjoy as, as the implementation manager side of me. And yeah, I really love working with customers where they, they really say, hey, Kirby, really help us a lot. You know, we didn't realize about this and, and you know, really appreciate what you did. And yeah, I mean, even, even for customers who probably don't have an essay in place, like just go and check out our website, right? Go check out our community. There's a lot of stuff happening there. And, you know, go and read all the knowledge stuff that we have out there as well in the community. Like I can I can tell you that there's tons of information that you can just learn out of those. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even before you get into community or the help center, right? There are tools right in the product that I think people skip. Like, what would you recommend people do just straight up in their mixed panel project to learn more about, you know, like how good their data is or what their KPIs should be or any of those like nuggets that you kind of landed on before? Yeah, so some of the customers who probably during pre-sales I've encountered, right, they, it's like a one-off, like essay comes in, just kind of like gives them a bit of advice. Uh, so the nuggets that I would advise when it comes to your data, definitely make sure that you do monitor your data and we have a powerful lexicon tool where there's tons of stuff that you could actually do there. Not just simply, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but let's say you implemented something wrongly, right? And obviously it takes time for you to fix that, especially when it comes to app, right? Let's what say you, would it look like? What does it mean to implement incorrectly? Yeah, so let's say as simple as like you send an event that says sign up, right? And and you have mm -hmm. the letters capital S and and, and U as you know, uppercase. And then for some reason on your other platform, let's say iOS, right? You send it in as small letters and with an underscore with deep and not a space. So that in itself, a lot of people are not aware that mixed panel is case sensitive and therefore mm -hmm. the sign up with the capital letters as well as the sign up with an underscore small letter will be treated as like two separate events, right? Or even though they're actually the same. So obviously, right. when you realize that, you would kind of like, okay, let's fix that in the next version, right, for, for the iOS platform. But what do you do then with your current data? It's still kind of like separate events. So the lexicon allows you to kind of like merge those events nicely. So it's kind of like a short-term quick fix for historic data while you fix, you know, long-term wise in your app to make sure that it's the same. Um, I would still recommend you go ahead and fix it in the platform because some, some people would just say, okay, let's just fix it in lexicon, let's forget about it. Um, obviously, you still need to fix that because you know that's kind of like comes into data quality. Uh, lexicon does allow you to have like an automated data audit as well. Um, not a lot of people are aware of that 
feature as well. You can enable it and you could kind of like stop um, certain events from coming in to the reporting engine where you let someone review first, maybe fix it first before you approve it. Or you could just let it flow through as well but yet you know, have it recorded as something that's an exception and someone reviews it and goes ahead and fix it uh, in the code or, or like come up with custom events to kind of like merge them or, or you know, even cut, change the values. Let's say the values in itself are sent wrongly. So it's, it's quite a powerful tool. I, I use it a lot with my customers, like when they do have mm -hmm. implementation issues. Um, obviously for customers with services, they do get what we call a project audit. And that's kind of like a more, I would say, more blown up um, audit that we do for our customers in terms of their data. And with that, we do use that with the customers in our conversations to say, hey, these are out of all the issues that the audit has highlighted, because there's like really tons of them, especially if um, a customer that has no previous data governance in place, they kind of like a lot of issues. But then we kind of like use that to say, okay, these are some of the top things that we feel that you should kind of like fix first. And over time, we, in the hopes that as we work with you, you know, having an SA there will fix that. But obviously for customers without an SA, do appoint someone. Um, you know, I don't think it takes a lot of effort for that one person to kind of like just review it. If you do review it, like I would say maybe 10 minutes a day just to see, okay, what's new data that's coming in, any weird data that's coming in, quickly tell your developers to fix that, right? And, and the goal here is to make sure that once you spot the problem, quickly fix it so that you don't end up with a ton of data coming in that may affect your analysis. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, like being proactive about like all of the things you talked about, right? Like is my data clean or dirty, right? Am I getting like Booleans and I'm expecting numbers or whatever? Is my data relevant? Like, am I, you know, did we pivot to, you know, like a subscription model when we used to be on like you know, like a pay as you go and now my yeah. data doesn't matter to me. And then also is my data like, you know, is my data being watched by someone, right? So that like we can kind of keep tabs on both of those prongs. Um, is so, it's so like miraculously helpful. And we have like, we've implemented all these tools in the, the lexicon functionality. Um, and I think, yeah, I think everything is a testament, everything you're saying to like how powerful that is and how helpful it can be in keeping, keeping you sharp on your data analytics game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't stop repeating this, but like, lack of a better <laughs> word, data governance, you know, appoint someone who just be the data go governance person, uh, especially for the small teams, The data right? governor. Yeah, the data governor, so to speak, right? So, I mean, for companies who are having a small team, you know, just one person is more than enough, right, to kind of like monitor that. And you don't even have to like spend a lot of time checking on your data, that person just acts as a gatekeeper, right? Say any new events before yeah. we get implemented, that person kind of like have an overview, reviews them first, make sure that it's kind of like tested in, in development. It's, it's, it's already what you're doing, to be honest, right? In any app development, you would definitely test it first before you deploy the production, right? It's, it's always like, you know, a bad customer experience if you don't test your app. So it's obviously a bad user experience from your internal perspective if you don't test your data. So in a sense, all yeah. customers are already doing that, just that sometimes they tend to forget that, oh, we tested our app, but yeah, you know, maybe not so important to test our data that goes into Mixpanel. You should actually make that part of it. And, you know, having a data governance, whether it's a team, most often than not, I see it for larger companies. 
you know, the data team is responsible for that. But obviously for smaller companies, they just appoint someone within the product team um, to do those monitoring tasks and then make sure that before any data goes into production, uh, it's kind of like tested and any raw data that if ever it does come into production, someone actually looks at that and quickly addresses that issue. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's all good stuff. Are there times um, thinking about your customers and all like just everything you've done here with Mixpanel, are there like any real anecdotes of aha moments you can share where like a customer has been in their data and been able to like take action or make a change? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of them. Um, so I guess yeah. Some... You, Kirby has for all of the listeners. Kirby has a million stories like this because he takes care of everyone. Well, not, not <laughs> in all their data looks. Technically, not spam. everyone. I would say maybe as far as I'm <laughs> saying, people in APAC. I would say so. Uh, he, he takes care of everyone in APAC. Yeah. So I think the aha moments. <laughs> a lot of them comes in from identity management, um, which is something I mm-hmm. felt. Uh, at least for the APEC side, and I'm pretty sure like for, for the US and EMEA as well, a lot of these customers, they don't realize how important identity management is. And so sometimes you tend to implement as you go and then you kind of like forget that, oh, someone needs to look at identity management, right? Because obviously your users doesn't only come from one platform, doesn't only come from one single device, especially in, in, in the day and now where people change phone like they literally change clothes every day. So people change devices, people go from platform to platform. So making sure that, you know, identity management, how you track that specific user is accurate, right? Because obviously, once you don't do that, you lose a lot of information about that user. You could end up with like, you know, the user being tracked separately as if it was two users in the system and you could totally be oblivious to that. So a lot of the times when we do audit for customers, uh, that's something that we provide customers with, where we actually show them that, hey, by the way, there seems to be some identity management issue that you're going through. And which is why, you know, I, some at the start of this call, I actually mentioned that it's, it's always a good practice to send your user ID, whatever you use to identify users as a super property, as well as a user property on Mixpanel, because it really helps you to troubleshoot that, hey, am I calling the right identify or the right alias at the right time? Um, and the aha moment always comes from the angle where sometimes the app is aware of who the user is, but because on certain maybe scenarios you didn't call and tell Mixpanel who that user is, and therefore that user's kind of like split into two. So a lot of my customers find mm-hmm. that as one of the major aha moments. Uh, the aha, the other aha moments I would say is sometimes customers send stuff into their production that they don't even realize that it's there. Uh, maybe someone like in the development, you know, sort of did something and instead of sending it to development, they accidentally sent it to production. So those are the value moments in terms of aha with regards to data. Like, hey, I didn't realize that we have this data coming to production it's actually affecting my analysis. So, you know, with that, I would say those are the times where it's the customers of ours really value the essay where we point it out to them, they, they realize it's there, they quickly address it on their end. Um, just like last week, you know, I had a customer that was going through onboarding and I was kind of like monitoring both their production and development project. I didn't expect any data to be in production because they haven't completely, you know, 
migrated and, and go into production yet, but they suddenly had data in production, right? And and if there was nobody monitoring that, that data would have been there and they wouldn't even realize thinking that it could be an actual user data. So the moment you know, we pointed out to them, they realized it, they addressed that quickly and, and made sure that you know no further data is sent into production from the development side. Um, so that's that's why again I can't stop repeating myself. Data governance is really a key. You need someone to be a gatekeeper just to make sure that you know all development data goes to development, only production data goes into production. Right, right. Keep it tidy, keep it keep kind of a tight roster on your event list and make sure it's coming in the way you ex well, maybe not the way you expect. I don't like to say that because right, we're trying to mine new analysis, yeah. but it's coming in with the correct like it's it's um I don't know how to articulate this. Like it's it's what you told it to go and find. All right. <laughs> I think that's the best word to describe. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think we're about out of time. Are there any like closing thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners? Uh, I would say closing thoughts is that don't neglect your data. Um, in, in mixed panel with any product analytic tools, right? Whether it's mixed panel, obviously we love like you to always be a mixed panel, but obviously as, as a general advice, don't neglect your data. Uh, that's that's key. Obviously, that's that's number one. Second, make sure that with the data that you already have, make sure that as much as possible everyone has access to that data, right? In in mixed panel, we always believe in democratizing data. So the more people who have access to your data, obviously within the company, right? So the more people can make certain business decisions in the right way, right? Based on data and not based on anecdotal, not based on hearsay, not based on, hmm, this is what my gut tells me, right? So so that's, that's the two parting advice I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, be collaborative, be transparent, and then like put all that good, data governorship to work and use your data like make decisions based on what the, the information is telling you yeah i love absolutely. that like i that couldn't be more foundational yeah that's great well thank you so much kirby it's been such a pleasure yeah pleasure is all mine hopefully uh what we've talked about will help our customers and yeah i mean if there's anything you reach out to mix panel uh we're more than eager to help you in any way we can Yes, definitely. Well, we'll talk again soon. All right. Take care, Kylie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.